Hello and welcome to Walk the Cinema Podcast, where we walk the cinema so we can talk the cinema. And today, we have Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. This is the second Edgar Wright movie we're covering, so if you want to hear our thoughts on Baby Driver, you can check that out. And don't forget to like and subscribe in the platforms that are available to you. But before we start, a word from our sponsor. So yeah, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yes. Probably one of my favorite Edgar Wrights. If not my favorite. I don't know. Oh, it's tough up top. It is. He has a lot of movies up top. And then he has others lower. Mm-hmm. But this one is so fun. And it has such a, a comic book video game type. Yeah, it's comic book video game music video. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a combination of all those like fun mediums, I guess. Yeah, I think I think he just wanted to have fun with this one. Yeah. And make, like, he ended up making something that's, like, truly iconic already. Yeah, for something that came out in 2010. Yeah, the, like, every, everyone in, that's into movies that's has a letterbox account, they've seen this. Yeah. And chances are they liked it. Yeah. We're not going to say anything new, probably, with this no, episode. I mean, this is Edgar Wright. Ed is most Edgar Wright. Yeah. I can say that. I, I, I don't know if I can say it's my favorite. But I can say it's his best hmm. from just, you know, the editing is spectacular. Yeah. It's outstanding. Every transition is amazing and it works towards the story. Like, it's not there just to be there. Yeah. It's there to make the movie fluid, yeah. which it is. Yeah. And just to, I guess, kind of give a brief synopsis of it before we get into any, like, details... This story follows Scott Pilgrim, who is, I think, 22 years old, played by Michael Sarah, and he's in a band. He's dating a high schooler after... legal in Canada? Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> but um, he's dating a high schooler after a pretty bad breakup that happened a year ago, and he ends up seeing this girl um, who's, like, the girl of his dreams. Yeah, it's a... Dream pixie girl. Yeah, she's. I would say she is the dream pixie girl because we talked about Amelie. Yeah. Before, but I I think Ramona Flowers is the image of the manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, he wants to start pursuing her after he loses interest in his high school girlfriend, and he basically ends up having to fight the League of Evil Exes, which consists of seven mm-hmm. of Ramona's exes and he has to to fight them for and her it's love. Not, it's not seven ex-boyfriends. She makes that clear. <laughs> yes. She makes it clear, but you know, <laughs> he doesn't get Michael it. Michael Sarah does not get it. <laughs> Which okay. So I guess before we get into that, I just we've watched so many movies, I feel like in a short period of time uh-huh. to have Michael Sarah as the pinnacle. He's a stud. I don't <laughs> of a man. I think it's uh and this is the end where they mention he's has a tiny cute butthole. Mm. Maybe. I have I don't nothing recall. else to add. I just wanted to say that. But we 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 recently watched um Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Ugh. And I'd have to say that this movie is probably what that movie was trying to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a that's a that's a miss. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of how I view it, though. Because they're very similar in terms of, like, general feel. Mm. I'd say. 
Okay. I'd say. But this one is like so much better. This is... I'm offended you're comparing them, honestly, but... I mean, if you've seen it, you probably understand what I'm saying. He doesn't, but... No, I guess I understand. I'm just offended. <laughs> I'm not saying that, like, they should be compared, because, like, there's really no comparison in terms of goodness, but, you know... There's a lot of goodness in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. It's... There's nothing serious about this movie. No. I mean, he's fighting seven evil exes. That makes no sense. It's in a video game format, kind of like Mortal Kombat or Tekken or whatever, mm-hmm. where he's going through the line of people he has to beat yeah. to and it's reach like, the goal. They're like stages. Yeah. Because it's like also the stages. It goes through the the progression of who she dated like through her life. Mm-hmm. Like she starts with the middle school boyfriend that she kissed once. Yeah. And then maybe she didn't even kiss. I don't know. That goes to her sexy phase. She did her girl and then. <laughs> oh my God. But you know. I'm quoting the movie. You I can't know, be mad at me for this. But you know. <laughs> anyway. The. <laughs> Ramona is. Like the pinnacle. Of the manic pixie dream girl. Like we said. Yeah. She's got you know. The colorful, colorful hair. hair. She's kind of mysterious. But she's super into him. From the get-go, he doesn't really do anything. I mean, he tries to portray some effort, right? Yeah. Into, you know, he orders from Amazon, so she delivers to him. And I don't know, it's not a lot of effort. No. She's basically already into him, which is the dream girl, I guess. Yeah. But she's also mysterious and, like, kind of no-nonsense type thing. And she's a, she's a little bit older and more mature than he is. Um, Which reflects that you really shouldn't be dating the high schooler, Knives. Because yes. Knives is so young. She's, she's so young naive. and so naive, yeah. And it's like, Knives isn't a bad character, you no, know? No, she's, she's a super good person yeah she's like adorable as your little sister maybe not someone you date yeah but you know like it is kind of i mean it, it's kind of to show that mm, scott doesn't like take into consideration the feelings of others really yeah which another one of his exes which is the drummer in the band kim she she says that all the time because yeah. she's still kind of slighted which there's a short it's called Scott Pilgrim vs. Animation that goes further into Kim's relationship with Scott. That shows that he broke up with her. Yeah. And that's why, you know, she doesn't really like him. She kind of likes him, but not yeah. really. I mean, she does feel slighted. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Scott has to grow, I think, a lot mm-hmm. in this. Which is what the stages are for. Yeah. He slowly accepts it and moves on, and then at the end, he does grow. Yeah. Even if Ramona has to push it out of him. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, let's go through the stages. Yeah, so we have our first stage, which is Matthew Patel. He sends an email at first <laughs> detailing yeah. the... That was pretty funny, yeah. The, the like, requirements of... Of the fight and stuff. and He, he emails him what's going to happen, but he... Michael Sarah's just like, oh, whatever. Um, okay, I kind of don't like this character. Okay. Uh, 
I don't like the costume design. I know that they kind of joke about what he's wearing, but I don't like how it looks. It's not iconic enough for the rest of the movie. Because mm-hmm. other characters, like, you can picture what they're wearing. And this guy is just kind of weirdly dressed for the scenario. Um, I also don't like the fight sequence where he goes into singing mode and has the women around him, like the shadow women. Yeah, I get what you I mean. don't love it. I mean, it's not problematic. It doesn't ruin the whole movie, but it's a small aspect. That you don't like. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can see how that's a thing. And, like, the reason... Michael Sarah asks why she dated him, and she's like, oh, well, he was the only... Non-white. Non-white kid that was, like, an outcast, and that was, that was, that was it. it. Yeah, and they kissed once, and... They're still around to try to fight people for her. Yeah. And then, you know, the next one. Because he is, defeats him. Yeah. Obviously, he, defe- he defeats all of them because he has to. The movie has to keep going. Yeah. The next one is Hollywood superstar Lucas Lee, played by Chris, Chris Evans. Yeah. And I have to say, Chris Evans really goes hard in this role. Yeah, he pulls this one off. He's got the eyebrows, you know. <laughs> You got the chin strap. Yep. See, that's what I'm talking about. The costume design, you can imagine what he's wearing immediately. And his type of character is portrayed by where he's wearing. Because he's this asshole and he's wearing, like, stereotypical... Douchebaggy type stuff, you know? And so, like, he's like, I'm going to kick your butt. The only thing standing between me and her is the amount of time it's going to take me to kick your ass. And, like, (laughs) you know... That one was pretty good. Yeah. The way he got rid of him was funny. Because yeah. they didn't really fight. Well, yeah. they fought a little bit and then he challenged him to grind down a rail. Yeah. Which ended up getting him killed. Yeah, got his like face busted or something, you know. Like, that's how he defeated him. And um, Ramona's like, yeah, I only dated Matthew until Lucas came around. Right? And like, you know, he was a douchebag. Blah, blah, blah. She has really bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I think she's probably still in high school or middle school at the point that she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but but all of them are bad. Yeah. Especially the final one, which we'll get to. And then, you I know. I have a problem with the last one. Okay. But we'll get to that. And then we have kind of both a Scott and Ramona issue where, yeah. like, Envy Adams, that's the, the singer. That's probably my favorite part. Yeah. Is that a whole... Because Amphi Adams is Brie Larson, mm-hmm. which she's not very liked in some circles. But in this movie, she's great. Amazing. <laughs> she's, she does a cover of Black Sheep, mm-hmm. and it's better than the original. Yeah. I don't think that's <laughs> even controversial. I think the, the the original band would accept that they got outshined by Brie Larson. Yeah, it's so good, and I wish it was longer, you know, in the movie. I think in the movie it is short, but you got the feature length version i think three minutes of it on youtube mm. i think it's on the blu-ray extras too maybe but we have her and she's dating todd who is ramona's ex-boyfriend yeah and he has vegan powers <laughs> see todd also has an iconic look it, i guess there's nothing special about it but you don't forget it he's wearing a white shirt that says three yeah and he has a bad wig yeah but you don't forget that yeah. And then he has his vegan powers, which make him 
better than everyone else because he's a vegan, obviously. And Scott tricks him into drinking a latte with half and half. And he loses his vegan powers. The vegan police shows up. And they take away his powers because it was his third strike. Because he ate chicken. <laughs> Chicken's not vegan? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> the vegan police will get you. But, you know, um, I think this one makes Scott maybe grow the most. Because he's also kind of sees how maybe his, his doing also kind of created envy being envy. She was Natalie. Yeah. She was like a sweet girl. Which and she calls her Natalie and she's kind of like thrown back by it. Yeah, she's like, no one calls me Natalie anymore. I think it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to this movie, even though I've seen it several times, that I still miss. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, symbolically wise. Yeah, and there's the, the two side characters I love, which is Ari Plaza. Mm-hmm. Which is, she just keeps showing up in new roles. She yeah. takes new jobs, which is pretty funny. And then there's his roommate. Oh, yeah. That just keeps throwing in little jokes yeah. that make you laugh, but they're not the main joke, but yeah. it really works. He really makes it work. Yeah. And that's Macaulay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Pretty good. Good for him. And then, you know, we have Roxy, who is the ninja. Yeah, from the sexy stage of uh, Ramona's Which life. I always thought, like... Good on them for, like, throwing in that, like, twist, I guess. But I feel like they also kind of go about it in a very, like, yeah, sexual way. It's pretty lame yeah. that he calls it the sexy stage because she did another girl. And then he says, I'm in lesbians with you. Yeah. It's kind of lame and childish. A little bit. Because, okay, he's 22, but Edgar Wright wrote this. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it's, like, meant to be, like satirical in that way or mm, i don't know it, it doesn't feel it, like it yeah it doesn't come off as it so yeah i mean does it ruin anything no should we cancel them i don't think so but i would change it personally yeah i wouldn't call it the sexy stage even though i have in this video <laughs> multiple times he's just quoting it though so i guess it's fine but yeah and then you know after kind of all that like ramon is the one that ends up fighting roxy which yeah. always kind of felt Again, weird. I think it's still playing up the fact that it's, like, the sexy stage. Well, I think it's also, you can't punch a girl. Right. So. Which you can. <laughs> punch what They have equal rights. They have the equal right to get smacked. <laughs> no, they don't. Don't punch anyone. Men, women, or do anything it. else. Don't, don't. But they end up, you know, Ramona and Scott end up kind of breaking up after that one. Because he's like, you know... All you do is date douchebags and, like... I mean, I see his point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all she does, and she's not... Yeah. She's not a great person, if you're being real. But she's... I don't think she's doing anything wrong. Okay, but she's also not doing anything right. Yeah, but neither is Michael Sarah's character. <laughs> Scott, Scott Pilgrim also is kind of the worst. Yeah, they're both kind of the worst. So, I feel like it's kind of, you know... He's super childish. Yeah. I mean, because you think he's dating a high schooler. Yeah. He like he doesn't have that mental capacity to be like, oh, this is maybe isn't the best. He just wants somebody that's like super, super into him. Yeah, he wants someone that would never say anything negative. Yeah. And just supports him. And that's what she does. She's a sweetheart, but that's because she's super naive and doesn't know anything. Any better. Yeah. And then like 
with Ramona, she changes her hair color and he freaks out because he's like... Yeah, that's a controlling boyfriend type thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, realistically, okay? Like, we say it's a controlling boyfriend and it's bad, but if I showed up with purple hair tomorrow, you you wouldn't be enthusiastic about it either. Well, I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't be with you anymore. No, no. But he was kind of like that, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's childish in that way, too. But so, anyway, Ramona ends up going back with Gideon, who ends up being the music producer that Sex Bobomb has been trying to, yeah, you know, sign and with. He's played by Schwartzman. Yes. Which I kind of hate. Yeah, you I'm hate gonna it? be real. I love Schwartzman, and I love this movie. Mm-hmm. They just don't seem to match up for me. It feels weird to see him. I yeah, I kind of get that feeling too a little bit but you know it doesn't take me out of it we saw it in the outtakes and you know the we saw all the extras on the blu-ray yeah <laughs> we, we spent like an hour watching extras on the blu-ray the, this last time before the video the episode and you seem to like really fit with the cast and the outtakes and they were having fun but in the movie it just seems weird that it's schwartzman yeah i don't know he feels much older than anyone else yeah, but I think that's also kind of the point because, like, Gideon is the boyfriend that kind of broke Ramona because it was, like, the first ever probably mature relationship that she was in, kind of. Yeah. Where he wasn't obsessed with her. It was yeah, the first boyfriend which is that... what makes her obsessed with him. Yeah. And so she was like, this isn't healthy for me. I need to leave. Yeah. I mean, I have a small casting issue with it. Yeah. He does a good job. I'm not saying he doesn't. Yeah. He, it's not his fault. I think just visually doesn't fit for me. Yeah. Which a lot of this movie is visual. Because, the, yeah, there's the editing and the transitions and even the the sounds. You get, like, the coin sounds when he kills people and just video game sounds and stuff like that. And it's visually and... The sound is super detailed, and then you have something that stands out for me. It kind of throws me off mm-hmm. because you you're thrown into this video game comic book world where you know you sus- you suspend your disbelief because everything seems to be part of the same world. But when something seems to be out of the world, that takes you out. Yeah, which clearly doesn't for a lot of people. A lot of people love it. I love it. You love it. Yeah. It doesn't take you out. No. But to me, that Schwartzman part takes me out. I would cast it differently for sure. I don't know who. Yeah. But it's... That's probably my biggest issue with it. And that's why, like, my rating of it lowered. Because Mm -hmm. I had a higher rating on the letterbox page. I lowered it. It doesn't mean much. I mean, it's a star thing on, on an app, but... Just explaining my thought behind it. I gotcha. But yeah, the um, it, you know, kind of ends with Scott gaining the power of self-respect, and yeah, you know, defeats Gideon, defeats he defeats Mecca. Gideon on the second try. Yeah. Because he had an extra life. Because again, it's a video game yeah. moment. And um, then he has to defeat Mecca Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, which is the final. Yeah. Boss. But they just, like, have a talk out and, like, you know. Yeah. It's it's him it. talking to his negative side. Yeah. His different side that he needs to change. And then afterwards, they don't date. 
because they're not right for each other. I which mean, is... they do kind of date because because Knives is like go get her, try again, and then he does. So it's like not really that they didn't they don't end up dating. Well, they do, they do still kind of end up dating. Kind of, but I like the message that they're not right for each other because they're not. I don't think that they're right for each other either. Yeah, I like I like that. Mm. I like to think it ends there. But I think that like <laughs> the point of it was that they're not right for each other based on what we've seen. But As now that they, they are, yeah. But, that but they've kind that, of grown. Yeah, they got rid of the past. They evolved pretty much. Yeah. It is a video game. You evolve. Yeah. In real life, you evolve. You better yourself. You get through issues that you have in every relationship has issues, especially at the beginning. You're getting to know each other. It's hard. Yeah. But yeah, so you work through it, and it it could work, and it could not. I still don't think they work. Maybe not, but, you know, I think that it's a, it's such a good movie. Like, everything about it, like, all... It's really fun. I love I love Edgar Wright's style of filming. Or, especially in, in this movie, the transitions, yeah. flawless. These, these are... That's not even the filming, that's the set design. And the, they have sets that rotate around each other, but then they have transitions that move along with the edited text onto the frame yeah they have sentences that continue as they change like scenes scenery and yeah this is his best work from a directing standpoint yeah but is it his best screenplay hot fuzz would like a conversation with that (laughs) i mean we'll probably do the yeah let us know if you want us to do more edgar right yeah but you know i feel like you take you take something like Shaun of the Dead, which also has those transitions. Yeah. And they're a lot more hard cut in in Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is way lower budget. It's yeah. a younger director at that point. That's true. And he does what every director should do. Just You Evolves. should evolve. Yeah. He definitely... Like, this is... Even if the movie is not better, doesn't mean you didn't evolve as a director. Yeah. But I'd say that this is probably... I think it's way better than Baby Driver. Obviously. Even from a director's standpoint, I feel like yeah. Baby Driver was kind of a... A reversal. Yeah. It might have been made for the money. Maybe. Uh, people like Baby Driver, though. And we have an episode on Baby Driver if you haven't seen it. Yeah, so. I, I said Check that it out. at the beginning. We had a lot of people agree with us that there's a, a lot more flaws in Baby Driver than anything he's done. Yeah. But this one, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I always think... That I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Like, yeah. always. I thought you gave it a 10 out of 10. And then, usually somewhere along the lines in the third act, I'm kind of like... Yeah, it falls short. It falls a little short. It gets a little long. It gets a little too, like... Gimmicky? Gimmicky, yeah. So, I, I end up giving it a 9 out of 10. But, like, the ride to get to the end is yeah. always such a good time. Definitely watch it if you haven't. It's super fun. I had a 9. I dropped it to an 8. Again, doesn't mean much, but yeah, I felt this time I was a little more burned out by it mm. than all the other times we've seen it. Mm. But yeah, we're still going to keep watching this movie every so frequently. Yeah. We watched it, what, six months ago? Seven mm. months ago? So Something like that. We watch it bi-yearly. Somewhat, yeah. So, yeah, we definitely recommend this one. Yeah. And I recommend that you like and subscribe. And share, sharing really helps. Yeah, and uh, leave us a comment. And we love comments. So we'll see you next time.